plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are again. It's Wednesday. That means it's me, Cynthia Bryan, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Well, we thought that last week by bringing you information on COVID-19 and the coronavirus, I could just move on, but it does seem that things are heating up. The World Health Organization has, as of today, declared COVID-19 a pandemic. Uh, Italy is closed, pretty much. It looks like stores are completely void of toilet paper and bleach and wipes and alcohol and people are stocking up on canned goods. I hope that there's not a panic going on. But I will bring you the latest news from um, WHO, the World Health Organization and the CDC, and provide the symptoms to watch for in the virus uh, coming up here shortly. More, uh, well, I don't want to say more importantly, but just importantly, what I did planned on talking about today is uh, Time's Up and Actors Workplace Safety. Time's Up was born in Hollywood and the Me Too movement has traveled the United States. As we know, Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of rape and sexual assault in Manhattan. More charges are pending in Los Angeles. And by speaking up and speaking out, voices are being heard and changes are being made. So I, as an actor, I really believe in our actors' rights, obviously, as, as rights for every one in any workplace. And so we'll talk about what can be expected in a shooting workplace, as well as auditioning, some personal safety rules and set requirements, because SAG-AFTRA, um, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television, Radio Artists, they are at the forefront of all these new regulations and enforcement. And if you are a thespian, you deserve to know your rights. And there are lots of resources and guides that I hope to give you today to protect you from the harassment and, of course, uh, there are harassment help hotlines uh, for women in film as well as uh, for anyone. And uh, if we can get to it, because I have so much to talk about today, I wanted to bring you some information about battling insomnia because a lot of people have tried everything. And one of the new things that some people are saying is uh, really helping is CBD. And you might want to give that a whirl. There are studies indicating that CBD is safe and an effective remedy to help sleep-deprived individuals get the Zs they needed. And, of course, that caveat is always consult your physician before trying any new substance or any new medication. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Please visit bethestarur.org. This is a Navajo saying, you will be remembered forever by the tracks you leave. And I like that. I think that's rather interesting. Uh, hopefully our Moraga uh, Community Fair will still be happening in May. And uh, our sponsor is Green Air, greenair.net. And we want to thank them for doing it. And of course, we'll keep you posted on that. So just a, a few things about what the World Health Organization and the CDC are saying about the covid 19. Uh, of course, you know, um, if there's a quarantine, it's certainly better to be quarantined at home. Uh, as of yesterday, the prime minister has literally shut down all of Italy. I mean, they have, there's curfews. You can still go to some restaurants and cafes, but a lot of stores have closed. Sporting events have been canceled. Music um, festivals, uh, Shopping centers are closed. I mean, it is 
frightening because you have to stay away from crowded places, lots of people in order to keep healthy. And one of the things I was reading today in the Wall Street Journal were how uh, most people who catch COVID-19, the disease that is caused by the novel coronavirus, they start showing symptoms roughly five days after infection. And the findings are um, firming up the estimation of the virus's incubation period before signs of fever, coughing, respiratory distress appear. And it offers support for the current public health control measures that are recommending a 14-day monitoring and quarantine people who have been exposed to infection. And some state health agencies are recommending people isolate themselves for that period after returning from any international travel. And uh, I, the other thing that they were talking about in, um, in the Wall Street Journal was that although they're saying that symptoms usually start after five days, that sometimes the incubation period can be as short as two or as long as 14, and some they have a few reported cases that have taken up to 27 days to report. But the median incubation period is 5.1 days. That's 97.5% of all of those who have developed symptoms so far are doing it within 11.5 days of exposure. So um, as, of, as of Monday, the disease has spread to more than 100 countries and territories. Um, there's more than 113,000 confirmed cases and millions of people under quarantine in Italy. That's, that is just, you know, it's really amazing. Um, and they've just, uh, researchers and scientists are really scrambling to get a vaccine, to get something going that is going to be helpful. One of the things is the fear of flying and how it's really hit the airlines. Uh, my daughter flew in uh, this last week and the flight she was on was almost completely empty. She had an entire row to herself, which on the airlines she was on is pretty much unheard of. When I picked her up at the airport, the airport was completely empty. I've never, ever just been able to drive right up and park. And um, that's kind of scary. So some of the things that that is being, um, that is being talked about is the big hit that cruise ships and um, airlines are taking right now and what they're going to do about it. You probably have received, if you do fly at all, or you're a member of any frequent flyer um, part of an airline, you've probably received emails. I have been receiving emails from a plethora of different airlines saying how they are cleaning the airplanes, how they're wiping down, how their, their HIPAA filters are cleaning the air. But, you know, the, the problem is, is that the CDC has literally put on its website, if you don't have to travel, don't if you're in well, if you're over 60 or if you have any underlying health conditions, don't travel, especially long distances, because the chances of contracting the virus are increased. And they have literally said, don't go on cruises. So as we know, the stock market has crashed. It keeps It's really on a bouncing ball. But we just literally have to stay calm. Now, I did receive this um, information, and it might be useful. So take this, you know, however you feel. This is from a Stanford Hospital um, board member um, via Chinese and Japanese doctors and healthcare workers who have been working on this coronavirus. And um, I found it useful. So I thought I would share it with you, and uh, if it helps, that's good. But of course, do your own research, because you know it's if you don't. I don't know anyone, and haven't been around anyone who has been exposed. So you know you don't really know what's going to happen. You just hear of the deaths, and you hear of that it's flu-like symptoms. But this is what um, 
this is what I've received from Stanford Hospital. Now, the symptoms, it first infects your throat. So you have a sore throat and that lasts three or four days. The virus then blends into your nasal fluid that enters the trachea and then the lungs, and that's what causes the pneumonia. Now, that happens five or six days further out. So in other words, you might not feel so sick for the first three or four days, and then you could get really direly sick. Now, with the pneumonia comes a very high fever and difficulty in breathing, and the nasal congestion that you normally have, um, it's not like the normal kind that you would get with a cold because what happens with this kind of congestion is you actually feel like you're drowning. And it is absolutely imperative that you seek medical attention immediately. In fact, what um, this is saying is that that since the coronavirus doesn't even show signs of infection for many days, how do you even know if you're infected? And sometimes by the time a person has the fever and the cough and they go to the hospital, the lungs are filled 50% with this um, fibrosis and it could be too late. And of course, we know that, you know, that not all the hospitals have the testing kits. So this is how you could check yourself for virus symptoms. And this is from Taiwan experts. Um, again, these are all coming from physicians, but these are... Um, these are coming from from Taiwan. Of um, This is such a, a simple self-check that you could do every morning. Now, I am not a doctor, so I'm not saying that this is a end-all and be-all, but I think it's a good idea just to try this. And what that is is just to take a deep breath and hold your breath for more than 10 seconds. And if you complete that successfully without coughing or without any discomfort or stiffness or tightness, there's no fibrosis in the lungs. And that probably means you do not have the infection. In critical times, um, you'll have to self-check every morning. Um, and especially, you have to be in an environment with clean air. But I think it's a good idea, especially if you have been flying or if you've been in work situations or you, if you have been in some group settings. The second thing is uh, this is some pretty good advice from Japanese doctors that are treating COVID-19 cases is keep your mouth and throat moist. Don't let your mouth and, and throat get dry. In fact, I'm going to take a sip of water right now as I'm saying that because I feel my throat getting dry. Okay, I took a sip of water. And here's what they're saying is take a sip of water every 15 minutes or so. And the reason for this is that when the virus gets into your mouth, by drinking water or other liquids, it can wash the virus down through your throat and into your stomach. And your stomach acid will kill the virus. Now, if you don't drink enough water more regularly, what happens is the virus could go to your windpipe and then it could go into your lungs and that's where it's dangerous. So, um, you know, you could maybe if you do this and tell your friends and family just to just, you know, drink some hot tea or drink some water and that might be very helpful for you. And this is some information from a doctor who worked in the Shenzhen hospital in, um, in actually China. So if you have a runny nose or sputum, it's probably just the common cold. Coronavirus pneumonia is a very dry cough and you have no runny nose. And the new virus evidently is not heat resistant and they think it will be killed by a temperature uh, that gets to about 27 degrees centigrade. So evidently this new virus doesn't like the sun. It doesn't like it hot. You might have heard, heard or read that they think that it might um, it, maybe not go completely away, but it may die out by summer, but then it'll probably come back in the fall. Uh, hopefully by then there'll be some kind of vaccine. Now, if somebody sneezes with it, it takes about 10 feet before it drops to the ground and is no longer airborne. And if it drops on a metal surface, those are the sneeze, it can live for 12 hours. And if you come into contact with any metal surface, then of course, you know, it's going to be on you. So wash your hands as soon as you can um, with soap. 
And, um, and, and I mean, obviously you've been hearing, wash your hands constantly, wipe things down with, with um, alcohol, use bleach. Um, bleach wipes are kind of the best. Now, on fabric, the uh, virus can live 6 to 12 hours. However, if you launder your clothes, normal detergent will kill it. Now, drinking warm water is just effective for all viruses. So, you know, you know how when you have a regular flu or cold, you kind of tend to even want to drink warm liquids, warm tea, warm something. So hopefully that would, could be good for this virus. And um, it, they're recommending don't drink liquids with ice. Of course, wash your hands frequently as the virus can only live on your hands five to 10 minutes. But just think about how often our hands touch our face or rub our eyes or our nose or our mouth. I tried to go five minutes without like touching my face and realize, wow, that's really hard. You can also gargle as a prevention, like even a solution of salt in a warm water. That will help. And just remember when you are opening doors or touching elevators or anything that you have to touch, attempt to use a paper towel, uh, your keys, you, you know, if you're coughing or sneezing, do it into your elbow. Um, I mean, whatever you can do to stay away from people. When I've had to see people now, you know, that they're, we're doing the foot bump and the elbow bump. And, uh, <laughs> and so no, I'm, no more hugs and kisses, I guess, is, is the way. So uh, don't panic, though. Just be prepared and know that if we all do our part, we're all going to get through this just fine. But do look at any travel arrangements that you are making. See what cancellation policies are. And, you know, remember, even if you're not getting refunds, that your health is wealth and your life is more important and the life of those you love and, the, and you don't want to spread the virus. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about Time's Up and uh, Me Too and entertainment workplace safety. Don't go away. I'll be back in a bit. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show we're back, and during the break, my incredible engineer, Josh, and I were having a conversation, so I just wanted to bring up a couple of things that I failed to mention in segment one here about the COVID-19 um, and the coronavirus, and that is get your information directly from the source. Go to CDC 
www.worldhealthorganization.gov. Go to the World Health Organization. Don't get your information from social media or from news feeds because we, we don't know if any of that is really, really true. And, um, and just do remember that from what the CDC is saying is 80% of the population may get infected, may have some symptoms, may get sick, but they're going to be okay. So we just have to be cautious and just do the normal things like washing your hands. And first of all, please just don't panic, but go to the main, um, the main sources and don't listen to everything else and all the gossip that's out there because that's what causes the panic. Well, moving right on, I wanted to talk about working in entertainment and how to stay safe in entertainment because Time's Up was born in Hollywood when actresses, producers, directors, screen professionals from across the industry started calling out the rampant sexism, violence, double standards that workers were enduring in our entertainment industry. So by speaking up and speaking out and speaking together, we regain our power and hopefully ensure that this kind of very rampant predatory behavior as an accepted feature of the uh, film and entertainment industry will actually die down. So in response to Time's Up Entertainment, um, there was a guide that was created a resource for those in the entertainment industry and Screen Actors Guild AFTRA are at the forefront of this. And what they're talking about is... um, as any harassment, discrimination, unwanted touching, sexual assault, rape, all of these things. And this guide to working in entertainment is covering auditions, nude or simulated sex scenes, information about reporting, miscontact, and more. So the good news about it is, is no matter what your situation, you're going to have options. And um, the Screen Actors Guild, um, SAG-AFTRA, are here to help by connecting members and others with resources and information so that you can determine your best path forward. And of course, the thing that needs to be said is always trust yourself. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. If it seems like it's a red flag, it probably is. And we have permission and the power to say no. So we need to be able to speak up and leave situations that make us uncomfortable. No role, job, relationship is worth compromising our physical, emotional safety or our integrity. And if something happens to you, what they're saying now is, you know, we do believe you. You're not alone. We are here to help. And that is such a really important thing. Now, there is an email address um, four times up if you're interested, and that is hello at timesupnow.org, or you can go to timesupnow.org. And if you need uh, some reference guides on the go, you can um, text safe sets. S-A-F-E-S-E-T-S to 30644 because these are some of the rights. Now, there's a lot of resources from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network to Time's Up Legal Defense um, Fund to the Actors Fund uh, to Women in Film. There are so many different helplines and websites out there. But an auditioning overview, historically, the casting couch, I know everybody's heard about that, has really been a terrible reality in the entertainment industry. I've experienced it a couple of times personally, um, didn't partake in it, but, you know, it was kind of the expected thing if you wanted the role. It was very humiliating to to work so hard to get a role in a film only to be told that's the next step so there are sexual predators everywhere and there are ones that have used auditions as that opportunity to exercise their power over auditioning actors both male and female and some performers have had their personal and physical boundaries compromised because the wrong person was in charge of casting or worse, wasn't casting a legitimate project at all. And that happens. And 
whether you're taking part in an audition or accompanying someone else to an audition or part of the audition process, the guides are will help you understand your rights when auditioning, including your right around sexual harassment and discrimination. Um, these guides that I'm talking about help you prepare for requests for physical intimacy between auditioning actors or nudity during auditions. In fact, now there is something, um, because as you know, all these movies, all these films have, um, have on them, well, not all films, but many, many films have nude scenes now. And so there are actually something new that's happened in the industry with they're called intimacy coordinators. And what they do is they work with the actors to make sure that everything is copacetic and that it's really not a sexual act, that you really are acting and they make it look real without having to compromise yourself. So that is kind of a good thing. Now, of course, if you're ever in any immediate danger at any time, you just call 911 because you do have rights under the law. In general, employees, including actors that participate in casting meetings and auditions, are protected from sexual harassment and discrimination under federal and state employment laws. However, those laws don't apply in all employment contexts. Um, there was that Civil Rights Act of 1964, that federal law prohibits discrimination in employment, as we we know on the basis of sex, race, color, national origin, religion, but it only applies to businesses that have more than 15 employees. So it doesn't apply to independent contractors. And certain states have more robust protections. I mean, California and New York, we have some pretty strong language. Um, but if you're in a state that doesn't have some some important protections, uh, protections, you need to know what your rights are. And if you are a SAG-AFTRA member and the production is covered under SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement, the rules regarding sexual harassment and discrimination apply to auditions and any type of casting meeting or other professional uh, meeting most all, the, most all of the time. So some things you could do to know your rights, and I'm talking about actors now, and uh, and specifically if you're working in a SAG after collective bargaining uh, contract, is you can read SAG after's code of contact uh, code of conduct. That's SAGAFTRA.org. You can learn about the guidelines for auditions because members have rights related to payment for auditions, and for example. When you go on a first and second audition, you don't get paid. Um, and it, you can be there for one hour from your call time or arrival time. And then after that, each additional half hour, you are entitled to $42. But the third audition, no payment. You don't get any payment for the first two hours as long as there are three or fewer performers are called back per roll. And none of those performers is on their first audition. Otherwise, if you're like the only one that is called back, you are entitled to some payment. And, um, and all of this is spelled out. And then it goes, it's similar for the fourth audition and the fifth audition. And if you're thinking, if you're not an actor right now and you're thinking, gosh, there's that many, let me tell you, in order to get a role, sometimes you go through six to ten auditions, and it's it's even uh, it's more different. It's more challenging than um, interviewing for jobs because, as an actor, we're always auditioning. We're always interviewing for a job, and sometimes it is. Um, very time consuming and it's, a, you know, cause you have to drive there and park and prepare and it could be a whole day. And, um, first two, the first two of those, you're not paid for anything. Now, as far as when you're signing in, you always got to write down your screen actors guild or your SAG after ID, um, number. And that's very, very important. And pension and health contributions are made on audition payments. 
Now, pre-audition considerations is no matter your union status, you can say no to a casting if the location makes you feel uncomfortable. It used to be really common for auditions to take place in hotel rooms, but since the Me Too and the Time's Up, now those auditions, interviews, and any kind of professional meetings, uh, from uh, they are literally... Um, prohibited from taking place in private hotel rooms or at private residence because those are considered high-risk locations. And so as an actor, you do not have to agree to meet in them. You can file a complaint with SAG-AFTRA if an employer is hosting a casting meeting in any of those locations. All you have to do is call this phone number, 855-SAG-AFTRA, which is 855-724-2387. And you can just press number one, and that's it. Um, if, a, if a casting director wants to meet in a hotel room, what do you do? You need to propose a neutral location that's not going to compromise your safety, such as um, a space at a workplace during work hours, or even a, um, a cafe or a coffee house, something like that. Regardless of the location you agree upon, always take a friend with you to the audition if it's not in, you know, your agent's office or a, um, a casting office that you are familiar with. So the code of conduct recommends that you always have a support peer with you during an audition if you are going to a some kind of a private room, uh, whether that be a hotel or a home. And again, they really recommend, they actually want to prohibit those but um you need if you are going to go to something you need to let your agent know let the union know and then have somebody with you and if you're not a union member here's a strategy for you very often especially for women you'll be told by a casting person you know come back and be sexier look dress sexier And if a casting director asks you to come back for a second audition looking sexier, consider asking why. And if the request is related to the role and you don't think it's necessarily inappropriate or unlawful, well, that might be okay. But however, you do not have to comply with the request if it makes you uneasy. And depending on the reason for the request, it may indicate that inappropriate behavior is going to be tolerated on the set. And that is never a good thing. And if you feel that the culture of a production won't comport with your values or your integrity or support your creativity, you do not have to place yourself in that environment. Uh, A chemistry read, you might have heard that word, is when a performer is asked to interact with another performer that's being considered for the role opposite, uh, opposite them. And sometimes during chemistry reads, performers are asked to perform an intimate act, maybe kissing, Sometimes it's even some nudity if that's if you're okay with it. But note that the advice um, from Screen Actors Guild is also relevant for film, TV, and photo shoots. And if you've been asked to do a chemistry read or be involved in a situation that involves any physical touching, know that you have the rights to say no. And there are always ways in which you can pre- pre- you know, prepare for this. So before you arrive at the audition, you want to confirm exactly the extent of the intimacy read or the chemistry read that the casting director or director wants to see. And that includes what costumes you have to wear and the relevancy to the role. And then um, you can communicate what your boundaries are in writing. In fact, Doing it in writing is such a good way to do it because there's a paper trail. That can include email, by the way. And then have an honest conversation with yourself about what you feel comfortable doing. Um, Are you okay wearing a swimsuit? You know, are you okay wearing lingerie? I mean, maybe you are okay doing nude scenes? Do you feel comfortable kissing somebody that you don't know? Are you comfortable being touched? What what touching will cross a line for you? Um, who do you want in the room? Is the audition being recorded? And 
Who do you want to have access to the tape? These are all things that are really important for you to ask yourself and if, and if you have an agent to talk to your agent about because over the years, as, as everybody knows that now from what's happening with Harvey Weinstein and all the other people in different industries as well as the entertainment industries who are being brought up on um, predatory charges is that so often so many things are required that have nothing to do with the role. And um, these casting people, producers, directors have been taking advantage of both men and women uh, with the with the caveat that they can only get the role if they do certain things. So communicate your boundaries with everyone. And that recording of a nude or semi-nude audition you want it to be confidential. You don't want it to end up online or in social media. Um, so you want to make sure that you have a written list of people who will be allowed access to that recording. And it should be uh, protected and it should be destroyed once the role has been cast. Because, uh, you know, if they're interviewing several people for the role and they're doing uh, several different tapes, what's going to happen to the tape if you don't get the role? You know, you don't want somebody sitting in a darkened room watching it, right? Um, if you're asked to audition in specific clothing, like, you know, swimwear or exercise wear, be informed in advance. And the reason I say this is I get casting notices literally on a daily basis, or my agent does. And um, it, there are, I don't, I have specifically said no nudity. So I don't get asked to do these roles. Um, however, there are roles that always come across my desk where there are, they are looking for people to portray these things. And all you have to do is look at movies to see how they have scenes that are in strip clubs or, or whatever. And so you can see that they're looking for people to do that. If you're comfortable doing it, fine. But if you're not comfortable doing it, just remember, no is a complete sentence. You can also create an agreement between yourself and the casting people, and you can send it in advance. And make sure that any casting director has agreed to your terms about what you will and won't do before you arrive at any chemistry read. And if you have representation, and representation means if you have an agent, um, and that you tell them and you give them a copy of that as well. Because many performers have had their boundaries compromised right there in the moment due to unexpected pressure from a director or a photographer, and you have the right to stick to your boundaries, no matter what excuses or what reasons they present. So we're going to take another um, quick break, but... When we come back, we'll do a little bit more about some of these protections, and then hopefully I'll get to talking a, a short amount about insomnia and how CBD can help. And if I don't, I will do it for you on another um, another show. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Go wash your hands during the break and get a, get a cup of tea or a glass of water. And we'll be talking again very soon. Hold on. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. org. Dare to care. You are the star. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Thank you for staying with me. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And I want to continue talking about your rights as far as the entertainment industry goes, or actually under federal law, employers with 15 or more employees may not discriminate against applicants on basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, or disability. And casting directors in the entertainment industry are prohibited about asking you about your status with these categories as well during the hiring process, I guess, unless there's some kind of legal basis for doing it, which is rare. However, with that being said, you know, whenever you get a cast it notice, it'll say like looking for 18 to 22 year olds or, um, you know, 30 to 34 year old, and just it gives an age range. And it's usually a very small age range that it's giving. And it's pretty hard when you're asked, you know, how old are you or what nationality are you? Um, not to say anything. So, I mean, I've always coached my students just to give a 10-year age range. Although, of course, you know, it's easy to find out ages, but there's still a lot of discrimination. So they're not supposed to, but they do. Now, so discrimination requires employers to make an employment decision. They'd have to ask you the question and then not hire you due to your response to violate any federal law. Although casting directors um, make audition and casting choices based on what otherwise would be protected classifications. So that's, you know, it's, it's a little bit, it's a hazy subject. And how do you know that you're not being hired because you're too young or you're too old or you're too white or too black or too green or too tall or too short, you know? So th- this is really, those are all really, really, really kind of tough um tough questions. And for minors, there's just so many more rules. Now, the I want to get to the sexual harassment during auditions and casting, because that can really occur in any situations. It could be occur while networking. It can occur while you're on a film set. It can occur during or after meetings. And I know since all of this has come down in the last couple of years, it definitely has stopped as far as I've seen it. But um, We'll talk about it during the casting process here. So how do you know if you were illegally harassed during addition? Now, whether sexual harassment qualifies as illegal depends on a lot of factors, and that includes the type of behavior. Is it a petty slight, an annoyance? Um, Is it like an isolated incident, like a hand on your thigh, a comment about your clothing that could be inappropriate? But that wouldn't be necessary illegal it has to be based on what i said earlier the race color religion age you know genetic information etc and that quid pro quo harassment that's when a supervisor requires an applicant or an employee to submit to sexual advances as a condition of employment or career advancement and that used to happen actually a lot and a hostile work environment involves unwelcome conduct that is severe or pervasive and has the effect of just interfering with your performance uh, or making you feel intimidated. So we do, again, we do have rights. And um, if you are unclear about anything and you have an agent, talk to your agent. Also contact the union. And, um, if you, I, I do want to say, if you agreed to do a sexual act to get the job and you're wondering if that is still considered harassment, the answer is yes. Even if you engaged in sexual acts, it would still be considered harassment if the sexual acts were a requirement, that quid pro quo for getting the job. And you didn't want to do those, um, you know, you didn't want to do it, but you did it because you needed the job. So if the sexual acts were something you wanted to do, it probably isn't harassment. If you agree to do something and want to do it, it's very different. If you 
agree to do something and you don't want to do it, that's really, really different. So um, let me just give you a few, um, uh, some resources for you. If you need help evaluating your specific situation, you can contact the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. And if your complaint involves sexual harassment at work, you can qualify for free legal consultation. Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, there, here's a phone number for you, 202-319-3053. So that's 202-319-3053. And if you're getting any retaliation, you know that is when an employer, a supervisor, or someone in a position of power takes negative employment action against you. Um, and that is unlawful. And that retaliation can in, um, include like denial of a work assignment or giving you less favorable assignments, decreasing your pay, reprimanding you for making a complaint, giving you a negative performance evaluation, um, doing verbal or, or physical abuse or threatening you or making reports to authorities like like immigrations, for example, or even contacting the police or spreading false rumors. So it, what you can do if there's a retaliation going on is always keep a paper trail and refer to the guide um, your right to report sexual misconduct and harassment. And again, um, do visit SAGAFTRA.org and you'll find a lot of information there or you can visit the EEOC's website. So the final, I'm going to just get to sleep. Um, this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about CBD and um, and getting to sleep. Again, I am not a physician, so contact your doctor if you want to talk about this. But a lot of uh, healthy living enthusiasts, enthusiasts are talking about CBD, which is a cannabidiol oil, um, and it's derived from hemp. It's a cousin to marijuana. It contains the compounds in cannabis, but only the compounds that reduce that induce relaxation because hemp only contains a tiny amount, no more than 0.3% by dry, dry weight of the THC, which is actually found in marijuana. So CBD won't get you high. So while CBD is now being touted as a natural treatment for everything from cancer to menstrual cramps, the evidence is really strong for its ability to ease anxiety, um, epileptic seizures, chronic pain, and sleep, uh, sleep problems. So you don't want to be fooled by all those unsubstantiated claims about CBD. So you want to look for research that supports its use from actually uh, CBD sources that you can, uh, can trust. Now, as a sleep aid, it is said that CBD oil is safe to use if your insomnia is caused by anxiety or worry thoughts that prevent you from drifting off to sleep. So there, there haven't been a lot of studies, but the Permanente Journal, which is a peer-reviewed medical journal, did a, um, a study with 72 adults. Now, that's not a very big one, but they all had sleep or anxiety complaints and 67% reported sleeping better within a month, and 79% had less anxiety by taking a little bit of the CBD oil. If you are battling insomnia, the dose is really important, and you always want to start low and go slow. So again, you want to talk to your doctor to see if like an initial dose of five mega, uh, yeah, megagrams would be a good one. If your sleep doesn't improve after taking that amount for two or three nights, see what you need um, to, if you need to increase it. Using a liquid CBD is the easiest way to adjust the level because you can switch to a capsule if it's more convenient, but you should only do that once you've found your optimal dose. And do remember that CBD oil could interact with blood thinners or other prescription drugs. So don't think it's a panacea. If you take any medication, again, speak with your doctor um, about supplements you take. I mean, just even vitamins. And then um, if your doctor is not knowledgeable about CBD, you should check it out yourself on um, a data database like medicineplus.gov. 
And you can look under herbs and supplements because CBD can interact with things, but it also can be a good remedy to help you sleep. Well, that's our show for today. I want you to be safe. Don't panic. Be prepared. And just keep tuning in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are with me, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Uh, we do bring you the, the uh, latest information that is true, <laughs> and we do the best that we possibly can. For more information about myself, Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com to uh, get involved with Be The Star You Are charity or to help us with any disaster reliefs, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And we want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. I hope you'll go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books and check out any of the books that I have written all of them are inspiring. They are all uh, bestsellers, and I think that they can make a difference in your life. So read a book this week. It is like a garden in your pocket. Uh, also, tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. It airs on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific right here on Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. And we're bringing you all kinds of guests, and they're interviewed by young people to give kids a voice so that they can speak up and speak out. So until next Wednesday, when we play again in our Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be your unapologetically authentic self. In other words, be the star you are. Have a safe, healthy week and be prepared for whatever can happen, but please don't panic. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. Thanks for joining me. And we'll be together next Wednesday. And have a great week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Be the star you are.